Welcome to another episode of the X-Experts Divorce Etc. podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Why? We've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. And keep in mind, you can get X-Experts in your inbox by signing up for our newsletter, get the latest news and find out all about our events before anyone else, plus access special discounts and prices. Head to xexperts.com to subscribe. Welcome, Rachel Sussman, to today's podcast. She is a nationally recognized relationship expert and a therapist based in New York, helping um, individuals and couples through private practice therapy and the well-known author of The Breakup Bible. So welcome to our show today. Thank you so much. Hi, Jessica. Hi, T. Thanks so much for having me. So when Rachel and I first started speaking, we were talking about divorce recovery. How do you recover from divorce? It's such a process and and you go through the divorce and then the recovery could be years. It's not an overnight fix. Um, So today we really wanted to focus on the process that women go through because it is different than the process men go through in speaking in general terms. So we really wanted to hone in on that. And, you know, Jessica and I are definitely in recovery. <laughs> right. um, we're happily recovered. <laughs> um, but let's let's get into it. I mean, when people first come to you, where do you even begin? Yeah. Well, you know, when people first come speaking of recovery, I mean, they're very despondent. I mean, even even if you're the one who's making the decision or have made the decision to leave a partner, you're just you know filled with so many different emotions and. You know, before we get into it, I really love to say to anyone, you know, it is a journey, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, but I really think that a divorce or a breakup, you know, and the recovery, when you start off, it feels like it's the worst thing in your life, but through the recovery, you can see that it's the best thing in your life. And that's TH and I are always talking about, like it can be, it's so rough regardless when you start. But it's a long road to a, such a happier existence. It's and just sometimes hard to, to see that through the clouds. And you have to have the hope. And that's why I'm always telling success stories. And I've interviewed and met so many people who have success stories. Case in point, I officiated a wedding a few weeks ago of a former client of mine who came to me when her marriage was ending and she was so despondent. And fast forward six years later, She's now married to the love of her life. And he's the type of guy she always should have been with. And it's such a storybook, happy ending. So I love that. I love that. And, and I was going to say, like when we were talking about it, when you were saying it's, be, it's, it's a marathon, you just need that first small victory. It can be the tiniest thing in the world. And then it's like an addiction. Then you know you can do this. But there's so much muck. Uh, like I know, I can only speak for myself. There was a lot of muck and, you know, I can point fingers all I want, but I never wanted to be in a relationship like I was in, in my marriage ever again. And I, I don't remember honestly what that one victory was, but I know that it was a stepping stone to a lot more that started to build momentum. And then I was excited and you just needed that first, like, feel good second. You, you also right? need to know that there are people that have been through it. I mean, I remember when I, when Tate and I were first going through it, neither of us obviously were finished, but I had had a friend, that, a very close friend that had gotten divorced several years earlier. And 
I just felt like, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Like if she could have gotten through it, then I know that I can get through it. So there's so much comfort, I think, in knowing so many people have been down that road before, regardless of the circumstances. And like, we've all made it to the other side and you will too, kind of a, a mindset. Absolutely. And that is the, that's the purpose of, you know, looking at the recovery as a long trajectory. And initially in the early stages, you want to build a support group. That's one of the most important things because you get that validation. And what you're talking about when you know that friend who's been through it and who's recovered, you see before your eyes that someone else has been in your shoes and has come out of it the other end. But when you're in the muck, as you said, TH, it can feel like this is what it's gonna be for the rest of your life. And that's why it's so important to give people hope and let them see you might not see this right now or feel this right now, but if you can just hold on to that hope and look down that street, that's gonna be you one day and you're gonna get through this. And talk about, you know, look at small things to make you feel better. Some, it's not a big thing, it's a small thing. And if, if you've been left and you're very heartbroken, a small victory can be half a day where you didn't think about your ex. Exactly. You know, a small victory can be going out with a girlfriend and coming home and saying, I had the best time and I didn't think about him all night. Totally. And like the first time you had a belly laugh. Exactly. Like it ended, like I haven't laughed this hard in I don't know how long. Or the first time, the first time you slept through the night or the first time you told someone that you were getting divorced because there's still so much shame around uh, breakups and divorce. We talk about that all the time. So with all of these things, you know, kind of marinating around it, what do you find are um, sort of the initial steps of the process with women that would really help anybody listening? Like, okay, where do I even start? I'm so overwhelmed. You know, I'm feeling this or this going through the stages of grief. Right. Well, I kind of talk about the first stage of being all about self-care. And it's really about um, taking care of yourself, making sure you don't allow your mental and physical health to get out of balance, pushing yourself to get up, to go to the gym, to get a good night's sleep, to force yourself to eat something if you don't have an appetite, to force yourself to not eat something unhealthy if you're, if you're binging. Uh, so self-care is really, really important. We're taking a quick break here to talk about our partner, Athletic Greens, which has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to see what all the hype was about, and I love it. You know I'm into health and wellness and love to use all of my essential oils and stuff, and one scoop of AG1 is 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. It's for gut health, immunity, energy, focus, aging, all the things. I mix it in water or a smoothie before or after the gym, and it works for everyone. If you're keto, gluten-free, vegan, paleo, and dairy-free. And every time you buy, they donate to organizations that help get nutritious food to kids in need, like No Kid Hungry. This is a simple way to take care of your health with just one scoop and a cup of water a day. That's it. Plus, to make it easy, you'll get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash emerging. 
Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging and take control of your health starting now. If you're enjoying our Divorce Etc. podcast, be sure and subscribe to our newsletter to get ex-experts in your inbox. It's free and includes tips from real-life experts who've been through it telling you what they wish they knew. You'll also hear about our upcoming episodes and Q&As with our experts. Plus, you'll find out about our upcoming events before anyone else and get access to discounts and preferred pricing. You can sign up at www.exexperts.com. Little things like even uh, redecorating your bedroom, since uh, if you shared a bedroom with someone, and that can be very triggering, Um, you know, organizing your apartment in, in a whole different way. So creating the support system, finding like-minded people to speak to. So first thing TH and I did, I don't know if it was one of the first things, but I remember we went shopping together not long after we we were getting separated. And I remember like buying all new, you know, lingerie and all new sleepwear and just fresh start and just kind of needing like that kind of thing for myself. The things that you're talking about, I think are so important. And a lot of people will look at them and think that they're superficial, or I don't really have the money and and to be spending on, you know, with my budget right now. But the truth is, those are the things for yourself and in your environment that are going to have the biggest impact on on you psychologically and emotionally and how you're able to put yourself out there. Absolutely, Jessica. And there's things that you can do that don't cost a lot of money, even just buying a fresh set of sheets. Uh, you don't have to redecorate your bedroom. You can reorganize your bedroom, you know, just do, you know, you can paint it yourself. If you had carpet, right. you can rip it up and have the floor underneath or get rid of a rug. There's just a lot of little things you can do. Equally as important is going through the emotions that are coming. And you can either do that with a therapist or with a really good self-help book, like the book I wrote on recovering from a breakup or divorce. But you must go through what I call the emotional roller coaster, which is trying to understand all these complicated emotions that are coming up. And of course, there's sadness, and sometimes sadness can turn into depression. There's anxiety. Um, you know, the normal anxiety and fears that we're having, and we want to just talk those through and validate them. And then there's some more complicated emotions like guilt and shame and embarrassment. And then there's anger, which can be rageful. So we have to find someone or again, a friend or do it yourself to go through all of these emotions because people tell me they feel crazy. And it's not crazy. You just, you're just, Having this roller coaster where you're happy one minute and depressed the next minute and laughing one minute and shrieking the next minute. And you just have to kind of adjust to that new normal, knowing that eventually it will it will even out. Do you feel like the things that you just mentioned, is it similar to kind of the stages of grief? Where yes. you know that's the order in which someone is going to go through those things? Well, there's not necessarily an order because some people, you know, for some people, they start off with anger and for other people, anger is really at at the end. Mm -hmm. And I do encourage people to get in touch with their anger. Speaking of divorces and women, anger is a very complicated emotion for women. There are a lot of messages in our society that we're not supposed to be angry. 
And yet anger can be very healing. It could be very motivating. It's propelled a lot of women I know off the couch and out into the world. So anger can actually be very helpful. There's other emotions that are a bit less helpful like shame and guilt. And so I really think it's important to work through some of those and anger can actually help you with that as well. I have to say that um, I didn't really feel anger. I mean, I was very relieved. I was, I couldn't have been happier. Right. More sucks though. So the process is what, what brought on a lot of stuff, but I feel like the anger really came with triggers. I wasn't angry all the time until he did that yeah. or until this yeah. happened. Yeah. And I would yeah. never have predicted it because, you know, you're just going through the divorce. You don't know, you know, this is going to happen this night with the kids or, you know, it's really pretty unpredictable. So talk a little bit about how triggers work with women and their emotions, because I just feel like for me, it's almost autopilot. And it, yeah. and it really did take a very long time. And, and by the way, going through the roller coaster also really sucks. Yeah. I would rather run 10 miles than talk about it. And I remember that I, I actually injured myself for jump roping too much at the gym yeah. to get my emotions, you know, pushed to the side. And my trainer made me leave the gym. Yeah. And, and then I went to my therapist. I'm like, I hurt my foot. I can't go to the gym. She goes, great. So can we start like really talking about what's going on here? So you can try all you want to push it away, but it will still come to you in your sleep. It'll come to you through a trigger. So how do you deal with that? Um, thank you for sharing that, TH. It's, you know, a very true, real story. And I see much of that. Um, every now and then women will come to see me and they'll say, look, I don't really want to be here, but my sister's paying for this and told me that I needed to go speak to someone. And, you know, it, it is worth it to try to pause and to, I always say, stop, drop and roll. Um, you know, running will only get you so far. And if you run too fast and too far, you are going to injure yourself, literally and metaphorically. For you, you, you literally injured yeah. yourself. So there is great benefit to sit and talk through everything. And through, through sitting and talking through everything, you start the, the phase of understanding why you chose this person, why your relationship worked the way it did, why you behaved the way you did, why he behaved the way he did. And I call that acquiring a cohesive narrative. And in order to come out the other side and to look for a healthy relationship at the end of all of this, you need to understand what worked, what didn't work and why. So even though you might not understand this all at first because you're running from it, if you slow down and talk it through or just listen to yourself, all sorts of interesting things come to you. And, you know, for instance, TH, I might've given you the advice, get out of the gym and go for a walk every day. And, you know, listen- I think I did that yeah. too, right? I, I will be like Forrest Gump if I can. I just, anything to go, then to go back to that house and deal with whatever is waiting for me there, I will do. Well, because walking will allow you to take some time and take some space and slow down and listen to what's going on in your head and listen to what's going on in your body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
I understand not wanting to cope with this. Of course I do. I understand not wanting to, to deal with this. But again, you know, what I say to everyone, it will get you in the end. And, yeah. and the, the, the sooner in the process, you roll up your sleeves and you say, I want information. I want to understand what went on here and what my part in it is. That is the, really the day you, you jump 20 steps ahead towards recovery and, and towards the finish line of, right. the, of the marathon. That's yeah. so great. I mean, so your book, The Breakup Bible, everyone listening, definitely check it out because it's going to have all of this great information in it. And Rachel, where can people find you and reach out to you? What are the best ways? Yeah, I've got a great website, which I write and update all the time. It's uh, sussmancounseling.com. And you can email me at rachel at sussmancounseling.com. And, and we'll uh, have all that. We'll have all of your contact information up. And um, Rachel really has great resources on her website as well. And she's available through Zoom too. So after you read the book. If this is where you are with, you know, recovering through your own uh, circumstances. This is, this is the kind of help that you need. I do want to say one last thing that probably the best money I spent after my divorce as a gift for myself was really with a therapist. And I was very fortunate that the two that I used, I've used since then, I really resonated with. Give yourself a chance. You may not resonate with that person right away. So then maybe don't even waste your time if you don't feel safe there. But, but a therapist like Rachel, you know, it, it's, a, it's someone who doesn't have any connection to your life and can give you what you need. So as long as you feel like you're getting the emotions and the support you need, it really is a wonderful gift for yourself to help you grow faster and in a better direction. 100%. Thank you, Rachel, so much with, for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Great to meet you both. Thank you. For everyone out there listening, if you know anyone at all who would benefit from what we've talked about today, please share this episode and everything X-Experts. Be sure and click to subscribe, rate, and review our Divorce Etc. podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media, at X-Experts, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. You can also find so much more, including articles and even the podcast transcripts on our website at www.exexperts.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter now. When you get X-Experts in your inbox, you're the first to hear about all of our happenings at events, plus access special discounts and prices. Thanks for listening.